You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. You know what the biggest problem is with influencer marketing? Finding creators. You gotta search and scroll through thousands of them before you find them that makes sense. Not anymore. Hashtag Paid is the first matchmaking tool for brands and creators. All you gotta do is build your campaign and Hashtag Paid is gonna pair you with 10 creators who show interest in your brand. They'll even send you many pitches to help you pick your final roster. From there, you just hit the launch button. See which content creators are waiting to connect with you. Sign up at the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm super excited about today's guest. I'm here with Cameron and Christian, two of the co-founders of Glassy, alongside their third co-founder, Niels Visser, who is traveling and couldn't be here. Uh, we were catching up last week. We were introduced by the Attentive team, and they've just got this incredible story about how brand has driven demand for Glassy, how they approach real product innovation. And I found it super interesting that they're really leaning into SMS, almost like taking an SMS first approach. So lots to chat about. Thank you, Christian and, and Cameron, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Ben. We're stoked to be on as well. Yeah. So let's start with you guys and a little bit of background, right? You guys are cousins, too, right? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it gets them every time. And the Budabi, the Budabi brothers. I love it. Yes, we are. We are cousins, in fact. Awesome. So, yeah, tell us, tell us about, you know, Glassy, like, let's start with where you guys are today as a business, what you're up to, and then obviously want to rewind the clock a little bit, too. Yeah. So just as a quick introduction, I know we're a new product and there's a little bit of education involved there, but Glassy is a mobile phone accessory brand, and we actually just recently secured the patent for our screen protector that has designs that when you turn the phone on, disappear. Love it. So that's like, it could be like a saying or or a logo that's on the front, but disappears once once it's engaged. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. We really see ourselves as a canvas for pretty much anything. So like you were saying, any sort of design you could think of, any sort of quote, you know, we're really the vessel or the canvas for pretty much anything you'd want on the front of your screen. Amazing. Yeah, have it, I hadn't seen anything like this before, uh, which is no surprise since you just got the patent. So, so it's <laughs> super cool to hear about it. Where are you guys as a, as a business? Like what stage would you describe yourselves at? So yeah, um, Cam, I don't know if you want me to take that or if you want to jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. But yeah, we're in the early stages right now. You know, like we were just talking about, we actually just secured the patent about six months ago. So one of the biggest things for us has really been building that mousetrap as far as, you know, the brand awareness and, you know, really taking the market over and, you know, making ourselves known. And basically we wanted to, by design, stay kind of under the radar until we locked in the patent and build the, you know, just overall the branding and have people become familiar with us. And, you know, we really did that through multiple different avenues that we'll kind of get into here. But, you know, we've been staying again under the radar and really uh nimble in between the patent but we're definitely starting to see an increase in sales exposure you know just growth overall and uh looking for our glow up uh really soon here now that we're really pushing to go vertical and you know socials have been one of the biggest aspects to do so we've uh you know really jumped quickly on tiktok we're at over half a million there and our instagram is a little over twenty six thousand. so 
it's growing rapidly, but we we're just warming up. Amazing. If I could, yeah, if I could piggyback off of that, you know, the reason that we focus so much on brand awareness and defensibility is because we've seen with other products and everything, something comes to the market. It's usually something, unfortunately, that's like low effort. Don't put a ton of effort into the branding. So it just becomes really just a device, right? Or a product and you have no connection to it other than the function that it's serving you. So we were like really, really nervous, I guess nervous that, you know, we would put this out and then everybody would be like, oh my God, this is an incredible idea. And then we'd have competition out the door. So we really wanted to make sure that we really dug our claws in, really tried to make that synonymous with our branding. So love it. And so you guys founded the company in 2019. You didn't actually launch until 2021. But take us back to 2019, right? Like why, or how'd you come up with this idea and why did you decide to pour, you know, the next 10 years of your life into Glassy? It's a great question and something that we're definitely always asked. So we were uh, building out a, you know, a creative agency of sorts where we were working with, you know, a bunch of private companies and influencers, helping them develop their brands. And we were seeing the success with the brands we we're working with and constantly looking for, you know, niches in the market. And fortunately, I, uh, Cam and I actually grew up with Rob Croak, the founder of Silly Bands. And we actually saw what he did with, you know, Silly Bands across the board, those little bracelets that could be any design. And we were thinking, what could we really create that would be a canvas to tie in all these different worlds from the brands and influencers together, where we basically have never-ending product to work with and, you know, connect these people in a way that was unique. And we started thinking about what's the most important thing in most people's life and, you know, beyond family and everything else, but the most, I guess, product, the biggest product that would be impactful to them was obviously the phone. You know, everybody typically has a phone where a lot of people do. And, you know, it's, you know, the epicenter of what most people do throughout their days. They check that phone a ton of times, <laughs> you know, throughout the day. And we wanted to do something unique. You know, we were out there looking at PopSocket, you know, who really took advantage of the back of the phone and being able to, again, collaborate with basically anybody across the board. And we started thinking about what's the most valuable real estate in the world? The front of your phone. You know, everybody's looking at impressions on a day-to-day -day basis. And there was nothing we could think about that was getting more impressions or views or, you know, just kind of attention as the front of your phone. So we started thinking, you know, could we do something around the bezel of it and, you know, do little designs. And we started to really dive into it and realize if we could put something front and center on the screen, you would never not be looking at that. And that's where we really, uh, you know, rolled up our sleeves and started getting in the trenches trying to figure this thing out. And again, like you said, we started developing this in 2019. And for obvious reasons with COVID, it wasn't the best time to launch. And we really wanted to make sure the research and development was there. And the timing was right. So that's why we actually held off until, uh, you know, February of 2021. Yeah. I love the way you described that this is the most popular or valuable real estate in the world, right? Because almost <laughs> everyone's got a phone now. And the fact that it's unchartered, I think that's fascinating. That kind of equates to a really innovative product in a huge market. I love that. Yeah, and I think that the the screen projector market is a sleeping giant because when we were looking for all of these products, we were like, okay, we see PopSocket, we see case companies galore, but when it comes to the screen protector, it's always typically an afterthought. 
right? You don't go and buy a phone and you're like, oh, you know, most people are like, oh, I got to have a case for it. And then they're thinking about what case they want to put on it. But most people are just like, oh, okay, any old screen protector will do. And that's where we saw the opportunity. We were like, most people don't have brand recognition with any screen protector. They're looking at what's on the shelves at the store when they buy their phone or they're going to Amazon and just buying whatever. And we thought like, there's an opportunity there. And most importantly, like the not a single company in the market was even targeting Gen Z's. The branding for these screen protectors are just like, it's just tech. It's just very in a box. It's just silver metallic, like very techy and, and doesn't feel like it connects with your lifestyle in any way. It just feels very sterile. And so we were like, okay, well, we see this opportunity nobody's done it obviously there's already an existing market that really values customizable products or like i guess customizable i don't want to say that because we're not doing anything really custom at this point but you get the idea something that connects more with your lifestyle most people have like maybe their favorite sports team on their case or even an airpod case or something along those lines but then we were like okay let's apply that to the front of the phone let's apply that to the screen protector and yeah. it's great because it really provides function and then also that bit of expression that i think a lot of the market is craving yeah i mean when i think about screen protectors i think about like writing screen protector in amazon you know I, i'm not <laughs> like necessarily like thinking of a specific brand that i care to buy from so that really resonates and actually, one of the things I loved when we were chatting last week was that like your launch strategy, not that you're ignoring the normal marketing tactics that D2C brands take, like I know you're doing SMS and email and I want to get into some of that stuff, but I liked how focused you were around brand as a strategy, just given how, you know, the existing players in, in this product category, not that you're a screen protector, but, you know, if that's the wedge in. I think that was really smart. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'll, I'll note on is, you know, we kind of, you know, happy coincidence stumbled on into this market and we didn't realize how massive it was at the time. And, you know, like we were just talking about, there isn't a brand, at least to us, that really stood out. But what we came to find is that when we launched, the screen protector market cap was projected to be around $7 billion. And it has just significantly jumped since. And, you know, people are speculating that it's 10x to over a $70 billion market with, you know, Apple having its best device sale year uh, ever last year and just obviously continuing to grow. So when we started to really dive into that, branding was essential for us to make sure that not only were we, you know, going to stick out and never have competitors, obviously the patent was a major piece of that, but even down to the, you know, screen protector market as a whole, we wanted to really stand out. I like it. Cool. So let's talk about launch. I think it's really interesting that your third co-founder, Niels Visser, he's well-known, right? Fashion model, influencer, brand consultant. How did that influence, no pun intended, your launch <laughs> strategy? Like, what did you do to actually launch Glassy? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the first things that we obviously thought about was just, you know, being in a really unique scenario to, you know, be able to have access to that kind of a network. You know, most brands would have to pay, you know, a ton of money to have that kind of exposure. Unfortunately, through Niels and then, you know, Cam and myself, we, you know, have been able to develop strong uh, relationships with these people to where, you know, we could reach out to them and gift them the actual product and just get their genuine opinion on it. 
And basically what that led to is we gifted over 250 people from A-list down to creators across the board. And, you know, through the work that we'd done working with, you know, brands and influencers before, we'd never seen this kind of response and, you know, just genuine excitement about a product. Almost everybody on that list posted and it was very authentic. You know, everybody was super excited. They were, you know, showing the product off. And, you know, like you said, nobody's ever seen anything like this before. So that really drew a lot of buzz and, you know, put that recognition out there for us right away. And, you know, I'll kind of lead into this is we wanted to really establish ourselves in a way to where, you know, people had, you know, these influencers and celebrities that they've seen before really break that ice for us and have somebody that they were very familiar with be able to show them this new product. And again, you know, the overall goal has always been to create a true brand out of it. You know, when people refer to a tissue paper, they call it a Kleenex. And, you know, we wanted to use the likeness of other people to that had a familiarity already to be able to become, you know, that of the screen protector market. We don't want people to, you know, think of glassy as just a screen protector. We want people to think of screen protectors as a glassy. Nice. And so when you reached out, you know, and you're, you're gifting these first 250 people, are you kind of feeding them a little bit with like terminology and some of the kind of hopes and dreams around the brand? Or you, you literally just sent them the product and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? So I think that that's important to our strategy because we didn't necessarily go into it thinking that we would have to provide them with instructions, maybe on the back end or prep them in any way we really focused on designing that directly into the product from day one we were like okay we need to make sure that somebody can understand what this is how to install it how to understand how it works what it is all that stuff so there was a lot of thought that was put into it ahead of time i think one of the biggest things for us that we wanted to like make sure uh worked was we actually put a qr code on the back of our packaging so it was stupid simple you don't have to like do anything other than take out your phone which you're going to apply the device to anyways open it up and then it gives you the full instructions in a video so we made it really really easy for them and i think two things that i want to say like really i think we're influencers of success in this whole campaign one was we went to 250 people and we asked them what do you want on your glassy oh wow so that's that was a, a bit of a nightmare at the time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That was a lot to manage, but it's like, okay, what phone do you have and what would you like on your device? And so it made it personal. And I think that that was super important and a big influence in the success of the project. And also when it comes to Niels, you know, looking at people, think about it in the SaaS space as well. You know, maybe this relates to you a little bit more, but you always want to support people that you can relate to and so if you see you have a friend that is starting a SaaS company, it's maybe more likely to provide better advice because you're just so close to it and you understand yeah. what they're going through and all this stuff. So I think that the trend of influencers overall is that I think you build up this audience, right? And then you have all of these external sources that are coming in, like brands that want to collaborate with you and stuff like that. But then inevitably, I think the life cycle turns into something where they build their own product. And you see that with people like Kylie Jenner with 818 Tequila and, and stuff like that. Like They're all looking at 
alcohols or cosmetics or, you know, all these things. And so I think it was a natural vote of confidence in Niels for them when he reached out. They're like, oh, wow, he's doing something and he's like elevating and doing his own thing. And I really want to support that because he's been there for me all of these years. So I think that that was a big thing for us. Nice. I like that. You guys are the first kind of co-founding team that I've connected with on the show that has a well-known influencer as, as part of the founding team. I think it's fascinating way to launch and sounds like it's been really successful for you guys. So one thing I want to you know touch on, so Feb 2021, we're about a year and a half after that, you guys got the patent, you're starting to scale up. I know you're a user of Attentive and SMS has been a big part of your strategy. I'd love to understand just strategically you guys made it sound at, at least like you really think about an owned communication channel with your customer list as SMS first, as opposed to like email with a little bit of SMS. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. One thing, especially, you know, looking at, at TikTok as well as the wave in which social media and I guess the whole social landscape is just changing with Gen Z. Back in the day, email was obviously the best route to go about, you know, messaging mass lists of people. but to Gen Z, email is almost archaic to a, a point. So we started really diving deep into the interactions we were getting on TikTok and realized the best way to hit them was going to be through SMS. One, they're not opening email, but two, they're much more personal and casual demographic to where they're on their phone all day long, but using their text, using TikTok. And you know, the other thing I would say to that is they're much more conversational demographic to where they don't want to be sold to, they want to talk with you. They want to be part of a dialogue and part of the conversation. And that's one thing, you know, text message has really allowed us to do is come off as way more of a, a friend or, uh, you know, a brand that really cares and values our community overall, rather than just, you know, spamming a list uh, of, you know, thousands of emails. This way, we're actually able to have a true back and forth conversation. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that, that also stood out to me is that, you guys respond to every message on social and that comes in through text, right? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's super, we try super to. important. <laughs> yeah, we try to. It gets overwhelming at times, but yeah, yeah, we try to. And that goes back to like leading with brand, right? Yeah, absolutely. We found that SMS is a really great way for us to really build and maintain a brand voice. Because everything like email, for example, or even social posting, the real magic happens after that, right? And you have to put yourself into a position that really fosters it. And the comment section, I think, has been really helpful with TikTok. I think there's a lot more opportunity than even Instagram to be able to generate conversations. But with email, like you send out a blast to a bunch of people, like people are just not thinking about responding to anything like that, especially if it's something that's like relatively sales oriented. But when you get a text, even if it's somebody like, why are you texting me? They'll respond back. We've noticed that they'll respond back and it's fun because then you can turn around and turn that into an opportunity to really get them to fall in love with your brand and who you are because it's human beings behind that. And it's just like, okay, well, somebody asked me why I'm texting them. I'm going to send them a meme. Like they're just not going to expect it or use a phrase that's not necessarily unprofessional, but not like, it's more colloquial, let's just say that. It's yeah. still professional, but just like not as colloquial. It's just like, 
imagine if you sent a text to somebody and you know they respond back and they're like why are you texting me and i hit you with like yo what's up i'm just watching netflix or something like that and they're just like what you know, <laughs> it's like, so not what they expect coming from exactly. like a corporate you know not that you're corporate but from a brand <laughs> I, I love that it probably helps turn it around you know mm-hmm. if, if they were like Definitely. upset or whatever Absolutely. Yeah. We've had customers, you know, obviously in any business, you know, where they're, where maybe something didn't go right on our end or something along those lines and they're expressing that they're upset and whatnot. We found that through SMS, we're able to turn those conversations around much easier because I think that even just the environment offers itself to just like less stress, you know, it's like, it's not, it's important to get these addressed. But we don't need to, you know, type these lengthy emails and try to, you know, either apologize or all these things like you would on those channels. It's more or less like, hey, I'm so sorry that this happened. Let's hook you up with a discount or let's make this right. That kind of a thing. Like, And they really feel heard, I think, even more than an email, especially if you're responsive in a timely manner. Yeah. I also love for SMS that it's just it's a lot more streamlined in terms of like what it takes from your brand to get a message out to the right customers. You don't need like, you know, full email design. It's a line or two of text, maybe a link, maybe a code, maybe, you know, some sort of creative, like a, a GIF or an emoji. Yeah, that's right. But, it's it's not really rich media. And I think that actually that is kind of a superpower because if you look at the trends and content right now, especially when TikTok is really growing and then platforms like Be Real are getting big as well. And I don't know if brands are really leveraging that yet, but I, I predict that they will. But it's all based on authenticity and it's not polished. And so just the natural essence of a text message is just like no frills. Like you can send a GIF, you can send an image and those do really, really well. But then the gold is really found, I think, in the follow up where you're reaching out to them and you're really just connecting with them as an individual. Yeah. So who is actually doing the responding? Are you guys dividing and conquering or do you have a team? So it's kind of a mixture of both. And, you know, it's really evolved as of recently. You know, we've had a few moments that have really just like we're talking about taking the brand to the next level and really scaled us. So it's gotten a little overwhelming, but, you know, we've all kind of divided and conquered. And now we actually have a community manager who's really a rock star, you know, responding to everybody. But again, you know, going back into it, it's our brand voice is super important. So we made sure that in the onboarding and introduction that we made sure to keep that brand voice, make sure it's genuine, it's authentic. Because at the end of the day, people are more open to have conversations with you and ask you about questions about your brand, rather than just going to the CS or customer support side of things on email. People are asking us, when's the next drop coming? You know, what phone size does, you know, this glassy fit? What are you guys looking to do next? You know, things of that nature. Whereas in email, it's literally just like, I ordered yesterday. Is my order going to be here yet? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's... It says a lot even that you think about SMS and responses to SMS as a community manager's job as opposed to a like retention marketer's job yeah, or even a customer support rep. I think that it just kind of, for me, paints a, a really strong picture of how you are like brand first, yeah. taking a brand first I mean- approach to marketing. I mean, at the end of the day, we're a people-based company for people across the board. Our community is the reason why we're here. 
So, you know, we want to give them the authentic attention and give them the time of the day because without them, we wouldn't be here. It's awesome. So you just got the patent. You're starting to invest in growth a little bit. Where are you going to be spending time now from a, a marketing perspective and, and what comes next for Glassy? Yeah. So obviously with the recent success that we've seen across the board, some of which has come from our end, we've actually had a few customers that organically ordered the product and brought us to these crazy virality moments. So now we're just looking at how to you know keep up a scale and how to you know keep i guess entertaining people and bringing things that are new of value so you know that's going to come down to more frequent drops so more designs that we'll come up with internally a ton of collaborations we actually have a few amazing collaborations coming back to back over the next few months and that's just nice. starting to really take off we've already collaborated with smiley and that was just such a huge success that it got us really excited and eager to go for more and, you know, look, working with other licenses, you know, across the board. And then, you know, Cam, I'll let you kind of talk about the B2B aspect really quick. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, kind of the thing that really influenced us from the very beginning is now coming to fruition. We saw that going back to PopSockets, we saw that they were really, really heavy in the corporate circuit, right? So Whenever you would go to trade shows and things of that nature, you would always see that people would have pop sockets with their company logos on them. So we started looking for a promotional partner in that channel, and we've just now completed that agreement. And so we'll be announcing who we're working with shortly. But yeah, that's going to be pretty big for us as well. And then one thing that we didn't touch on was, you know, with the, the licensing and everything like that, like when we worked with Smiley, we participated in one of their events. This It was like a global activation, and that actually got us into Nordstrom, wow. um, which was really awesome. So with that said, and kind of that, that under our belt now, we're looking to expand into retail storefronts as well. And I think that that will mostly be, at least for the time being, mostly on a collaboration basis or a licensing basis. But nevertheless, we're very, very excited for that. Amazing. Congrats. Sounds like a exciting couple of months coming up. And one uh, actually addition that I'd like to mention here, because it's the probably the biggest question we get asked all the time is, you know, custom <laughs> designs. And it's something yeah. that we are heavily working on and we're getting close on. So hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to have that announcement as well as additional products outside of glass. Awesome. You guys are accomplishing a lot. Are you bootstrapped? Have you raised money? Like what's the capitalization of the business? Yeah. So, so far we've been very bootstrapped. Uh, you know, we had a friends and family round of, you know, obviously direct friends and family. And then fortunately, again, through Niels's network and our own network, we're able to bring in some strategic people and strategic capital, you know, across the board. But it was something that we wanted to really do and, you know, stay nimble. But now we're, we're looking towards, you know, with the scale and growth that we've seen recently going for a larger race to really start taking this vertical uh, really soon. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, this was great. Love to get the background. It's really refreshing to see like such strong product R&D, differentiation, how you're wedging in, into a, a market, or at least from my perspective, there's there's no strong brands and it looks like things are off to a great start. So congrats and uh, have to get you back on at some point to continue to share the story. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Ben.